Hello and good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Block Bites Daily. Today, we're talking about privacy pools. Vitalik's got some funny ideas to take out Tornado Cash and replace it. Uh, we're also going to be talking about ARK's new ETF. Crypto Mommy Kathy Wood is trying to get an e spot ETF for Ethereum live in America. And we're also going to talk a little bit about the resurgence of Solana. Have we all just been sleeping on Solana this whole time? I know I have. But uh, big things popping over there. So let's get into it, guys. We got Bebus and Mikey today, and we're going to explore these topics and really give you some meat to take home. All right, let's start the show. They take your money, then they take you down with them. Let's do better together. ERN, extremely resilient, naturally. What's up, guys? Austin here with Block Bites, and I just wanted to give a big shout out to the team from Shimmer Network for sponsoring our channel. If you haven't looked into Shimmer yet, they are a DAG-based, feeless layer one network that's highly scalable. You can learn more by visiting shimmer.network. We got meat to take home today, fellas. That was a weird expression I said. I don't think I've ever heard that in my life. That was weird. You also called Kathy Wood Crypto Mommy. <laughs> well, I meant to do that on, like, I thought about that. I've been thinking about calling her that for days since we first talked about this topic. Who's Crypto Daddy? We had a heads up, obviously. We know before, you know, it was filed. Who's Crypto Daddy? Obviously, Who? it's Sailor, dude. Wake up, Mikey. Who? <laughs> Where have you been? Richard Hart mixed with Sailor? In one guy. Sailor Mommy, yeah. Dude, what about... Uh, Sailor Mommy sounds like it'd be a really good... Um, you know, Anime like Soccer Mommy. adaptation of Sailor Moon. Yeah. Sailor Mommy. Sailor Mommy. Like a Japanese uh, soft uh, soft rock band. I think it'd be great. That would be good. Uh, you know, yeah, look. We're going to start our own record label. Um, <laughs> mark my words. But yeah, how you, how you fellas doing today? Beavis? Mikey? Doing good. Doing very good. I had an interesting quip uh, that I had planned uh, for the little intro, but I've already forgotten it. Damn. That's well, where I'm at right now. Hopefully it comes back. Um, Mikey, how about you, dude? How you doing? You know, I also had an interesting quip for the intro, but I've also forgotten it. Yeah. We had some, some great co-hosts today. You were talking <laughs> about like Sailor Mommy and whatnot, and it was just like right. everything left my head. <laughs> Right. Yeah. You've cursed us, and it's your fault, by the way. I just, I just stole your breath away with, you know, <laughs> pointing out that Sailor is the uh, is the Bitcoin daddy, and Kathy Wood is shaping up to be the ETH mommy. Um, Bilbo, Bilbo's, Bilbo is same. Same, he's same. same. He's same in the chat, dude. You, you, you took our breath away with the Kathy Wood mommy thing. I love it. Yeah. Fantastic. You know what's been taking my breath away though? Solana, guys. Wow. <laughs> I don't. I, I when I think of Solana, I think of a bridge collapsing. Like I think of building <laughs> a bridge and just collapsing, like every two weeks, like a comedy bit. I think but, of one of those um, like abandoned, like metropolitan utopias that's slowly being like crumbling and being reclaimed by nature. 
It's like Detroit. <laughs> you think Detroit? Yeah, I think of Detroit. Okay. I think of the Solano shoes. I think of just like, you know, a dude on the corner, like standing there eight hours a day. You, you know, you don't know what he's up to. I'm just wearing the Solano shoes. Uh, mm. Kind of looking a little swaggy, but, you know, his origins are unknown. Very mysterious. Hey, your mic seems a little quiet. I don't know what's going on. Are you, are you what, if I, what if I did this and then... It fixed itself for no reason. Holy shit, that works perfectly. Boom. But um, what you're saying, Solana shoes? I know there's a Solana phone, but I know there's Solana shoes. There are Solana shoes, and they look like really like shitty Puma golf shoes. Um, they were really? like a hype beast item for a while, and then the coins went downward, and uh, demand seemed to have dried up. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, here they are. Yeah, I got I got an image here of them. I got a I got the eBay listing, size eleven. I saw a guy. Um, oh. There you go. Uh, there was a guy at NFT LA who was wearing the Solana shoes, um, mm-hmm. and I had kind of a what are those moment uh, with him. Uh, what the hell? I mean, two hundred bucks, honestly, maintaining decent value considering it's an absolutely ridiculous uh, item. Cygnus, I don't know if you have time to get in the ocean and come back before we talk about the ETH, but we're going to get there shortly. That's, that's I think, our second one after Solana, but I just want to get Solana out of the way because we talked a little bit about on a Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, that's right, Adam. These are the anti-Riz shoes, dude. These look like bowling shoes. They look like bowling shoes. They don't look good at all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Embarrassing. What's that shop? You know, just got access to his dad's closet. What are those? There we go. Thank you. There we go. That was quick. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, Solana. Otherwise, I mean, there there's stuff happening on Solana. It's just big things popping. Like, dude, big things popping. But I I don't know whether that's a vestige of you know long sales cycles when you know probably stuff that was started in 2021 or 2022 that it was too late to cancel um so i don't i you know mm. i don't really know what's going on with Solana, but some people seem to be crazy bullish on it uh you know i don't know why i mean i do kind of know why but i would I mean, love to hear your maker dow dude the maker master plan factors salon into the equation so <laughs> your 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 like point here bebus is that it's kind of like what we're experiencing, this little renaissance is really just things paying out that they started maybe like a year or two ago, finally bearing fruit. Maybe not the maker now. That, like, that seems like something that was thought through for about a week. Uh, so maybe that like, the you know, shoes. <laughs> the, the maker Dow, I don't know. I, I don't know why maker Dow would need to build on a, a Solana L2. Um, it's like, the neuro governance uh, pathways or whatever the hell, like it's, it's some seriously, maybe, maybe I'm just stupid, uh, but I think it I, seems pretty crackheaded. I think Charles oh. said it best on Tuesday. Was it Corval? Or maybe you said it, but like, you know, like we, we don't need this, you know, consumers don't need it, but MakerDAO probably needs it. Yeah. yeah so it seems their... like they want it for some kind of insurance primarily against you know, governance attacks or tech failures, which if any chain has experienced tech failures and bounce back, it is Solana. So right. maybe there's something there. 
I'm right. more interested in their secondary option, which he has very little written about, which is Cosmos. Speaking to the microphone, Corval. I'm sorry, what? Speaking to the microphone. I am speaking to the microphone. Your head was turned here. Oh, my bad. Oh. Okay, I'll do it this way. How about you yeah, die? so I'm more interested in Cosmos, which he did not write a lot about, um, which I'm curious as to why that's not as appealing as Solana. Does Solana just have a killer biz dev team, Mikey? What's going on over there? Um, well, you know, Solana's been memeified for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the, the whole, the Solana pay that was started back in, uh, that was announced back in 2022, January 31st, 2022. Mm-hmm. So that's been around for a long time. So a long time in crypto anyways, right? Yeah. Uh, a year, a year, a year and some change. But, um, yeah, I, I think it comes down to a killer biz dev team, um, you know, the only chain that do, that I know less people that use Cosmo than I do Solana. Um, mm-hmm. oh, right. Soft, Soft Sound says Cosmos. Does anyone use that? Yeah, I'm sure people do. And, and just because I don't know people that don't use, that that use it is not the deciding factor. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's 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 interesting to think like you know like for for me like you know. Solana going down. They've been their their blockchain has been offline ten times, and they keep coming back. I mean, like just going just going mm-hmm. offline once, just once can absolutely ruin the trajectory of. Well, I mean, it's not too too crazy. Your Coinbase went down, or the layer two base right. your Coinbase went down right. briefly. It, it can it can absolutely ruin. I think it's normalized. I think people don't even care. Don't Solana normalized downtime. Uh, oh, there you go. In, that's in crypto. There you go. <laughs> that's what uh, it is. That's, yes. that's really what happened. Like they, right. they've done it so much and recovered that people are now like, oh, okay. It's, you know, mm-hmm. so right. Interesting. But, um, yeah. I mean, y- you know, the thing is, they normalized it. That's funny. Yeah. MakerDAO is like in, in a very deep, like legal quandary at the moment. Mm-hmm. And, I, I guess Rune believes for some reason that being able to maintain on-chain governance with infinite complexity is the solution. And maybe it is the solution. Maybe like I, I remember um, the LexDAO guys uh, or the, the LexPunk guys um, created uh, software that wrapped every single governance proposal in a legal entity. Um, and uh, what the hell? Yeah, that that was kind of the level of, of regulatory arbitrage that that Ethereum was on. This was like 2020, where everybody was thinking, okay, how can we how can we become literally unprosecutable? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like MakerDAO and and Rune are kind of in that mindset because they're like treading a a very thin line, like an extremely in line they they claim in court that they can't like be litigated against uh they claim in court like all sorts of crazy things and you know if if they can set that sort of precedent then i suppose that's uh you know bullish in some ways but uh, Mm -hmm. this seems to me like they're painting themselves into a corner uh, technically speaking and otherwise and you know it, it doesn't make a ton of sense uh, to me, at least. Like, why Why even an L2? Why not just do it on Solana? Like, is Solana hurting for bandwidth right now? Like, I think I, they I, want control, is what right. it seems like to me. 
That's mm-hmm. the feeling I've been getting all along from the Maker Dow. And you know, maybe this is some crypto fascist tendencies here, but I kind of like it, dude. It is. Uh, I saw a tweet today that is that uh, like a frog uh, being slowly boiled in a pot of water. Crypto is slowly becoming more of like is is transitioning from like a cypherpunk like oh we're all like secret identities and we're concealing all of our stuff to more of like a basic settlement layer for the existing institutions like some would say becoming legitimate in some ways others would say uh just centralization completely against the ethos of the whole thing ethos you say um yeah yeah, uh I mean, it's, it's just a spectrum. Like mm-hmm. it started out as pure cypherpunk because like people didn't really believe in the tech, to be honest, you know? And, and so only the, the real edge believers were, part, were, were market participants. And those people were from a very specific crowd being, you know, anarchists, libertarians. Um, and they like had a, a really punk feel and aesthetic and that hasn't stopped. Like, you know, um, I skew toward that end, but I'm not like a hardcore cypherpunk. I'm like, dude, you know, I want to protect, you know, uh, mm-hmm. our organization and whatnot. Um, you know, you still have the reflexor guys. You still have the Lex style guys. You still have a ton of dudes that are hardline punks about it. But it's like we're not going to fill out the entire market with those guys. There aren't enough in existence. And if you yeah. want adoption, then you're going to see the whole spectrum. You're going to see TradFi guys in suits you know, marching around, you know, with their, you know, glowy stable coins, you're going to see, you know, dudes like us spinning around trying to, you know, meet somewhere in the middle, you're going to see the hardcore, you know, crazy punk guys. And I think maker for its size, like them trying to retain that, that hardline anarchist perspective, I think it's respectable in some way, but at the same time, it's like, you know, I mean, I'm, I, I will root for David in the David versus Goliath situation, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, I, I just wish I knew what their thought processes were, what their priorities were. Like, there are these punks, but they're also buying T-bills, you know? Yeah. There are these punks, but they're also buying, like, shitty real estate. And it's yeah. like, you know, there's, there's, like, cognitive dissonance, I feel like. Like, maybe it's just the nature of a DAO. It's just infinite cognitive dissonance at all times. But um, it just, it doesn't reconcile in my head uh, really at all. It seems like the punk excuse is just an excuse for them to do the most aggressive regulatory arbitrage they can while they're they're suited up on the back end buying T-bills and, and managing their money. Like, you know. Yeah, my just, perception has been MakerDAO is kind of just hybridizing. They want to occupy both worlds which I think might be good. Um, but like you're saying, it does kind of make it a little bit difficult to gauge what their intentions are. Um, I mean, they have the master plan outlined, so I guess we could just say that is their intention. But I want to um, quickly, you know, kind of just, we, we don't want to talk too much about Solana. I mean, I wanted to ask, like, have you ever considered going over to Solana, deploying on Solana, opening a chapter on Solana, anything like that? Uh, no, no, I have not. Um, Completely. I think like... Tech. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. It's just like um, not that interesting to me, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it's it's um, 
It's like a bazooka designed to kill bugs, you know. It's like a, a tank designed to, you know, blow up a dollhouse or whatever. It it just um, doesn't make a lot of sense right now, and mm -hmm. and it might make sense in in five ten years. And I think that's the Solana investment thesis, where it's like, hey, you know, Solana is ready for mass adoption now. But in five to ten years, Ethereum will be ready for mass adoption, and they'll have the better tooling, and they'll have the better developer environment, and they'll have more open source code. So who, who is taking the more logical approach, like serving the market, you know, adequately epic by epic or year by year, or the people that are like, you know, we're going to, you know, uh, put, put 10 years of throughput, like fast forward in, into everything and not optimize for uptime. We're going to, you know, not optimize for DevX. We're not going to optimize. Uh, well, I think their UX is pretty good. But yeah, it, it just uh, mm -hmm. Ethereum just makes so much more sense, um, and and I am a backholder. But it, I, it's like one of those things. It's like I'm a backholder by coincidence. Like mm -hmm. it, like it has it doesn't influence my opinion much. It's just I'm I'm doing this stuff for my job, and you know, yeah. uh, picking out the tech is is a separate endeavor from you know having psychological. Uh, enslavement by a coin. Understandable. That makes sense, Beavis. I get what you're saying here. It's like uh, Solana is trying to rush more so than anything. Uh, yeah. And I mean, I mean, they are getting some success though, right, Mikey? They got the uh, Shopify partnership integration. Mikey yeah. was stoked for this. Yeah. No. Like when honestly, like when I saw that uh, Solana was uh, Solana Pay was integrating with Shopify. And uh, USDC on Solana, I, I, I thought that was one of the coolest things that's happened so far. And maybe I just don't understand uh, the nuances, but just from a pure from a point of like, oh shit! So like, I can buy, I can I can go to a, a merchant that uses Shopify as a, and use USDC. Now I have to have it on Solana, mm -hmm. I, I imagine. Um, but guess what? Oh, well, you can do, you've been able to do that on Ethereum for years, you know, um, where on Shopify everywhere. Like there are plugins on every major, like everything for Ethereum and, and Bitcoin transactions. Well, I know Bitcoin transactions. Ethereum, so like ERC twenties, bro, 2020, like 2020 we had, you could, you could buy like shirts with the ant token, you know, it's like. Right. This, right. This. Well, but Shopify is a little more Shopify is a little more mainstream, you know. Like, and on Shopify, on Shopify, you can get plugins for that. Ooh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, this isn't like this you is know fake news. You heard what it. Would, what would be exciting to me? Fake news is if is if there was like you know you could submit orders on the Solana network. You could you could compose like order transactions and associate value payment through smart contracts on Solana. That's, that's the next step. And that's what Ethereum is going to have probably years before Solana has, you know, it's like, so I could buy, I could buy shirts with cum coin back in 2020. Well, I don't know. We're asked ask supported by the payment provider. So, you know, it was generally like top 20, top 50 ERC 20s. Mm -hmm. But so, Ascoin or something like that. Maybe, 
but yeah, I mean, th this isn't like new. Like I was like me, me and someone else on the, the BM team were making WordPress crypto merch websites uh, with crypto payment. You could pay in ETH, you could pay in USDC, USDT, BNB. You could pay in all sorts of stuff on multiple chains in 2020. Yeah. So then I, why? I actually so remember why, this now. I remember why is it news? Series. Because Solana needs something, bro. Yeah, something. That's why it's news. Oh, I see. This is another opportunity. We're pulling the kernel a little bit back here. A lot of the crypto news is just paid <laughs> for play, dude. Dude, it's like the like you know maybe maybe I'm just don't have a good understanding of uh, the integration, but this isn't like this isn't anywhere near like new or refreshing like dude paypal oh, sure. accepts yeah. crypto payments bro like mm -hmm. on ethereum right like that was that was the 2020 the big news of 2020 you know so it's no, like, I, know, I know i know that i know that crypto payments have been available for a very long time but now i thought that shopify i thought shopify and you think shopify is having like solana default usdc payments on every single shopify website like that or? is right is that not the case Dude, no way. I mean, dude, if that's the case, if that's the case, then that's cool. But that is absolutely not the case. It's not like, it's not like, oh, dude, you know, instant integrated USDC payment. Because a Shopify platform, you set it up. Like you set up uh, what sort of integrations you have, what sort of payment you want to accept. Right. Like, it's, and so now you can accept USDC on Solana. It's like it's like advertising that you know your developers made a Squarespace plugin and now it's on their verified plugins <laughs> section. No, dude, know? it's really that that not nothing burger. Yes, dude, it's literally mm. like it, dude. So like when I'm setting I, up my the, GoDaddy <laughs> shop to sell my homemade jewelry, uh, <laughs> Bitcoin has had this for like five, six, seven years. Yes, now. yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Ethereum has had it for three, four years. It's like yes, yes, yes. I mean, so it's cool. cool. It's like okay, this is no, in it's, not cool. it's not. It's not cool. It's not cool. It's I mean, it's, Mikey it's cool. had me hype before the show. Bebus has brought I me down. I was hyped before the show. I was hyped about it. I'm and, putting and a big totally ass fail over Solana now. Solana, no, no, it's, no, it's cool. It's cool, but it's not that cool. It's like, dude, there are there are so many like nine ten figure valuation ethereum payment companies like ethereum payment name, companies name all, have of the name all of them all of them moon pay yes he was gonna do it dude Mo but, moon pay is supposed to be binance us's new banking partner but anyways um no you're, 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 you're that, that's, that's a great point that's, 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 ethereum, I would like to know, that's ashton kutcher you think you think solana has ashton kutcher no I Wait, who had Ashton Kutcher? He had, he had, Solana had Melania Trump. Ooh. Dude. <laughs> Dude. Was that, well, so, so, Beavis, so really quickly, I don't want to stay on Solana too much because it's probably going to go down soon and then we'll be like kicked off the show or something. But what, so what about the visa integration? Is that, is that also just kind of like a nothing burger? Like, uh, you know, I, I mean, feel, that's I feel like, cool. I feel like every blockchain. That's cool. It's like Solana is following in the footsteps of Ethereum. It's cool. Um, but it's like, okay, these companies do all this research, do all this development, build out all this infrastructure, all these integrations for Ethereum. And then, and then the team that does that is like, okay, now that we, we've supported Ethereum, what do we do now? And then it's like, okay, we'll work on Solana. And a lot of that was probably started in like, you know, 2022, 
late 2021. And now it's just like coming to fruition. And maybe I'm totally off base. Maybe I'm just being an absolute hater, you know, smelly, stinky butthole. But uh, it's just like this is this is like 2017, like ICO tier partnership announcements. Like, oh, Samsung is coming to Solana. Oh, dude, they're gonna build washing machines on the blockchain. <laughs> uh, they built a phone. No, I mean, this is applicable. Like payments are, are really applicable and it's really mm -hmm. great for Solana. And the high throughput is perfect um, for, for scaling this out. But sure, it's sure. the same problem where like it's not like the throughput of Solana is not needed now. And by the time it is needed, Ethereum is already going to be there. Optimism, mm -hmm. Arbitrum, L3 networks, you know, mm -hmm. EVM based all chains, optimized EVM layers, and, mm -hmm. you know, stateless EVM channels. Modular it's going to be there yeah. by the time Solana's throughput will ever come into play. So too much too uh, soon. Right. Like, like, like you were saying before all this, like, yeah, like as Solana's just trying, they're doing too much and it doesn't really matter. Well, I, I had a whole speech on the Lindy effect, bro. It's like, you know, Ethereum has already won in my humble opinion. Like, yeah. wow. Solana didn't like every Solana protocol get exploited recently somehow. Like, well, they were like obliterated by FTX because I believe it was FTX's right, like playground. So when FTX went down, I think they lost something like 80 billion in value or something. Well, it's like, yeah, it's like, it's like 70, 80% of their value is gone. I mean, I respect Solana for taking that sweet, sweet FTX VC giga drive money. Mm -hmm. and trying to make good tech and build good partnerships and, and push the industry forward. I respect that. And I think it's a good network with smart ass people behind it. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's like Solana bag holders are trumpeting stuff that, you know, we're, we're in the news on the Ethereum end years ago. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, people are reliving that excitement um, but at the end of the day, it, like, don't try to sell me this like encumbered shitcoin uh, just because like you know they have a, a business partnership or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, let's see results. Let's see. You know, and it's kind of like the whole like people people bought ideas in 2021 because capital was free. You know, it was dirt cheap to raise a ton of money. But now, like. All, all we need to be caring about is users. All we need to be caring about is adoption and like, you know, money powered relationships and, 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 you know, tech integrations, whatever, it doesn't matter unless it drives adoption mm -hmm. because that's what actually carries us into another growth cycle. Um, and, and seeing announcements shoved down my throat by Solana backholders, you know, it's like, you know, like Ethereum people barely talk about stuff this big anymore because it's like normal, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm being, a, I'm, I'm definitely being a hater. Uh, I so, love it. I love to see right. it, dude. I, 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 I had, I had a whole bull case for Solana, but I, I tried to shove it down Beavis's throat, and he gagged it back up. The FTX, the FTX estate is going to actually use all their Solana tokens, leverage them on, you know, Soul Land. Uh, and buy more Solana. So the consensus here is essentially that all this news was just a way for SPF to get more money on his commissary so that he could stay safe in prison. That's pretty much it all boils down to this is a way for him to convert your money into his ramen noodles. 
So or cigarettes. Dude, these these VCs, these Solana VCs, bro, they need exit liquidity bad. Like yeah, Philip, bad. That's what we're saying. Right. Philip, that's no. the exact reason I was saying that Maker wants to go there. But guys, enough about Solana. I'm sick of talking about it. I got a segment here. I called it the good, the good, the sad, and the ugly. But now I'm gonna call it the good, the sad, and the sexy. All right, so <laughs> let's check it out. Good, good for me. Shimmer pumped quite a bit. I was happy about that. Uh, look at that. Dude, I remember my quip from beginning, from the beginning. What is, what is it? Let me hear. It. I was gonna say, if you're a CI operative uh, on the Shimmer network, are you shimmering instead of glowing? That was <laughs> yeah, like, you're shimmering instead of glowing. Because I was yeah, watching, this, I was watching the Shimmer ad, and I was like, <laughs> "Dude, I'm shimmering right now," <laughs> and I was cracking yeah. up. This made me shimmer when I saw this. Uh, felt good, dude. Oh, good. First win I've had in a while here. Um, this dude, you're shimmering right now. Awesome. I read this tweet and it made me sad. I want to get your opinion. The global economy is clearly careening into its first real recession since the iPhone was invented. And you're optimistic about highly speculative risk assets with zero use case based on patterns that are five to seven years old. Good luck, bro. That guy, now that guy sounds like a hater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're two steps away from this level of hate, bro. <laughs> Uh, he's right though, but that's <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. No, I mean, this kind of was a good reality check, though. You know, I had my little bit of hope. Now I'm getting yeah. tempered. Some gave me a panic attack last night thinking about it, ruminating. And now let's get on to the sexy. This is a, not a new video, but I just love it. You've seen this, dude. This is the most out of love. This is the most unhinged video maybe ever. Nothing can stop this sailor boy. You can pay this girl to make a video. I think she can do that for ethos. Did Solana? No, this is for sailor. Did sailor pay this person? Like, is this like an advertisement for micro strategy? Yeah. I think maybe someone bought this for him just to be like, we appreciate you, Sailor. You're a bull, we appreciate bull, you. bull. <laughs> yeah, this is psychotic. Uh, this should not, this shouldn't be allowed on Twitter. I believe <laughs> this is maybe worse than uh, the bots. Than all the bots, the bots yeah. game. Bull, bull, bull. <laughs> all right. Well, let's get into what our buddy Cygnus really wanted us to talk about. Um, we had a little bit of fun with the bull, 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 but. Kathy Woods Arc Invest files for their first spot either ETF in America because I'm stressing in America because in my research I found this already exists in Canada. Just no one cares about Canadian exchanges, I guess. It's awesome. What do you think about this, people? How are you feeling? Kathy uh, Woods Arc Invest as well as um, there's a couple other ones. One had like a stupid name like Coin Coin Coinost or something. And then uh, Van Eck are also filing for uh, nice. for these Ether ETFs. I'm, I'm a huge, huge Kathy Wood respecter. Uh, yeah. And I think their approach to, to tech portfolio construction is absolutely god tier. I think you, should. Uh, you should read their big ideas uh, report. Uh, it comes out every year. It's like you will become smarter for having read it. Now... Moving on one step, the spot Ether ETF. Um, you can buy Ethereum right now, spot Ethereum on Robinhood, on PayPal, on wherever, without having to pay uh, management fees. Mm -hmm. 
So spot ether ETF, I think this is um, a, a nice tax efficient vehicle uh, for funds. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, potentially a pretty big freaking deal. Um, you know, is it is it that big of a deal? Um, I think is it's it bigger. Medium. Is it bigger than Solana Pay? It is definitely bigger than Solana Pay. Um, so what does it mean for it to be a big deal, though? Do you think it's going to affect price at all? Because I've read well, some big deal, things. I think, is more about adoption right now than, mm-hmm. than price. I think you can expect yeah. every single pump to get faded uh, from now until money gets cheaper. You know, um, yeah. I think... Uh, you know exactly how the ETF would be managed, and and the nuance of that I think is is a big one. Um, I mean, if it's, if it's a spot ether ETF, and I'm not a tradfi guy, I apologize. Does that just mean you buy the ETF, they use your money to buy spot ether, and you let it ride, or are they managing um, like a liquid Ethereum? So. I looked into it a little bit. ETFs are kind of complicated. I've got a little chart here. Um, so basically, when you make an ETF, you're using an authorized participant. And from my understanding, what you do is you like buy an asset, uh, you trade it to the authorized participant for shares, and then you turn the or for creation units, and then you trade those creation units for shares. Um, so yeah, they're buying like spot ETH, right? But how much the fund grows and shrinks is kind of really dependent more on the manager's decision. Mm. Um, I think they're trying to create parity with like the value of their shares compared to like the underlying assets. Like we discussed mm. previously, like the advantage of an ETF versus a mutual fund is that you can get that um, NAV, the net asset value to like really match. Yeah. Um, but primarily like you were saying, it's not really going to affect underlying price too much it, uh, it, the idea that it's going to increase demand i think is not necessarily uh accurate especially when i read this i read uh blackrock's etf market realities 10 popular questions about etf <laughs> wow. and they were saying that uh usually etfs don't affect like price at all they help create deeper market liquidity but they're not gonna like really affect anything other than tax efficiency because uh, now yeah. you can have exposure to ether and get in and out of it without having to expose yourself to like uh, what do they call that uh, capital gains? Because you're not really selling the actual asset underneath. Yeah, um, more liquidity is is the precursor to more adoption um, mm-hmm. and and price go up. I think right now, like you know, every every pump gets faded because everybody's trading on like you know. Uh, malnourished order books. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, BlackRock, ARK, all the, you know, Wisdom Tree, whoever the hell, uh, stepping into the market, helping deepen liquidity. I think that is like a really great first step because right now the crypto markets are sickly, risk, risk assets overall are sickly. Um, and this is like, you know, this is like the bandage and, uh, or this is like the, the cure. So yeah, liquidity is, um, a really big one. 
I'm I'm really happy that they're doing this. Has JB ranked about how bad Solana is yet? Yes, sorry. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan just said in the chat, just got here and can't stay long. Has JB ranted about how bad Solana is yet? Yes. I tried to present a bull case and it was just shot down. Which and, and it wasn't just shot down out of nowhere either. A lot of a lot of really good points to be had. Mm -hmm. um, but anyways, back to right. uh, back to back to the ETF. Like I, I agree with Bebus, dude. Like it's it's all about deeper liquidity. You know, it's all about adoption. And while I agree that I never personally thought like an ETF approval from the SEC was going to pump Bitcoin to 150,000 or, or Ethereum to 10,000. That I, I don't think that's what it's about. I think it's about uh, more adoption and, and more uh, more eyes, more respect on uh, crypto or Web3 is not just a magic internet money, but as a you know respected uh, institution and industry. Yeah, it, it is definitely, I think like, liquidity is it's kind of like having having deep liquidity is like having like an mit degree you know uh it's just it, it makes it less risky to engage um and yeah i would say long term it's huge uh short term it's just you know is what it is uh but hopefully these etfs really grow you know if, if you're spending all the money and energy making etf you're going to be marketing it you're going to be trying to get your clients in it. You're going to be getting your funds, other funds to allocate to it. Right. So 100%, like an interesting thing, like when you're BlackRock and you're trying to create the most perfectly vertically integrated and, you know, horizontally flawless uh, portfolio, mm -hmm. what what better way, what better precursor to adding Ethereum to, to your balance sheet in size than doing it through your own ETF. So you're essentially like getting a cut uh, yeah. of everything. You're double dipping, triple dipping uh, as, as they're wont to do. So yeah, very dope. I think it's it's the precursor of much more to come. Cygnus has a good point here where it's if a couple big fund managers put serious numbers in the ETFs, it would force right. the ETFs to buy more coins. And reasoning why they would maybe do that, right, Bebus, this is a, one of the topics we're going to cover here next, actually, is those accounting rules yeah. make it a bit more appealing to hold uh, crypto, right? Crypto assets yeah. on your balance sheet. Um, yeah, guys, I'm kind of excited to see how this plays out. I don't know if it's going to be as exciting, pumpy, as sexy as a lot of people have been hoping for. Yeah. Um, but it won't be pumpy. It won't be pumpy. It won't be pumpy. Sexy. It will be exciting. Sexy. I don't it'll, it'll be like if you're if you have long time horizons and you work in the industry, it's really exciting because yeah. right now, like, you know, my career hinging on a couple, you know, multi-billion dollar illiquid shit coins, uh, you know, doesn't feel necessarily that good. So this is this is definitely the validation we need. Um, validation. Yes. Yeah. It, it's like, That's the you word, know, honestly, it's, it's don't, don't let anybody trick you into thinking it's a, you know, to the moon moment uh, because all those pumps are just, you know, exit liquidity, but mm -hmm. uh, hopefully, hopefully this will blossom into um, a, a much harder, uh, more sustainable crypto industry. And, you know, Exciting going pumps. back to going back to the, the cypherpunk, you know, crypto natives versus, uh, you know, TradFi suits, like, to be real, like the crypto native guys fucking scammed us, uh, mm -hmm. you know, and they defrauded us. And they besmirched the industry 
et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Not everybody, of course. There are a lot of really great exceptions, but the people sold to us as crypto natives fucked us in the butts, essentially. So mm-hmm. unfortunately, uh, this is our new reality. And, you know, I, I'm a, an ant, you know, uh, compared to, you know, any of these firms. Like we're all little bugs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I'm anything that gives the industry legitimacy, anything that pushes the industry forward, I'm all for. Uh, I'm kind of like a single issue sort of guy in that respect. So whatever form it takes, I will adapt to. Um, and I recommend everybody else as well, because if you love crypto, like, and, and you don't like where it's going, the worst thing you can do is just leave and, and just silence yourself. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, if, if the industry is hundreds of billions, trillions of dollars, then, you know, even if your voice doesn't ca- carry very far, it'll have a way bigger, you know, dollar impact. Yeah. Um, just because the industry will be larger. So, you do, you know, the industry doesn't need to unfold perfectly how it, how we want it to in our dreams. Um, we just need to kind of, uh, you know, fight for our little corner and um, try our best. And, you know, I don't want to I don't want to have to deal with another FTX situation. I don't want to have to deal with a 3AC, Genesis, DCG, Gemini, et cetera, oh. et cetera, et cetera situation. That was like really shitty uh two birds crypto native people huh yeah dude like can't trust them sell yourself as crypto native sell yourself like in in absolute terms um and these guys you know arc invest one of the best tech and tech investment firms ever uh blackrock you know sure they're a glow op but you know one of the most reputable money managers ever like it is what it is like three AC, what three AC, you know, you made a bunch of money, bought a big yacht and then uh, turbo nuked <laughs> and then took a market with you. So, um, yeah. Well, I guess uh, the big takeaway here then for ETFs is don't expect or hope really maybe even for price to <laughs> here, but more be grateful that uh, it makes your, Job a little bit more reputable if you're in crypto. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit more respectable. Things be more grateful respectable. it happens. But don't expect a moon pump. Yeah. If you want moon pump, I think that that era, to be honest, is probably over. It's over dude. Unless we get more insane quantitative easing, like just just batten down the hatches and, and get ready for slow and steady growth. Um, I think um I think if you want pumps, you go to meme coins at this point. You know, and, and even and even then, it's it's you know we saw Pepe did really well. And even then, it's sure. dry up. You know, and even then, it's just like like you know your money is being sucked into the pockets of whoever like whatever insiders you know, got in first. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah. So at the end of the day, like just adjust expectations. You know, ten percent year over year is is widely considered to be a good return. Um, so if you can take you know hop in DeFi. Navigate exploits, navigate rugs, navigate whatever, you know, get your 10 to 20 percent ROI Easy enough. <laughs> year over year. Um, yeah. And you're you're a beast. Um, and I don't know if it's time to expect more than that right now. That's fair enough. That's a fair point. Well, what more can we all really want than to beat every other mutual fund in traditional finance with 10 <laughs> yeah. percent year on year? Yeah, don't get greedy, guys. That's what <laughs> the moon yeah. pump's gone. But all right, I want I want to move into another segment here. I'm testing out stuff, you know. 
I want to. I'm calling this segment. This segment's called. Uh, what is this? Pickle banana peppers. And what is this? It's called what is this? And perhaps what is this? And this is where we're gonna. <laughs> what is this? What is this? What is this? Um, awesome. So, Beavis, can you explain? Oh, this one here. Today I went over to Chainlink CCIP repo. This was my off-the-cuff response after spending 15 minutes inside of it. <clears throat> they have literally fucking everything. Helm charts, Docker images properly segregated by environment being fed by environmental variables, a Nix shell loader, gore leaser, actions pipelines that run their tests, static analysis tools, scripts to deploy literally everything, documentation for all of it, little shit like bores to prevent conflicts when merging, standard stuff you'd expect from serious devs like make files for building everything, benchmarking tooling built into the repo, design diagrams, entire auto-generated documents explaining configuration properties. What does that mean, Beavis? What is he talking about? Um, it means Chainlink is uh, ready to scale, uh, and it means they okay. spend a fuck ton of money uh, on on DevOps and on uh, you know project management. Um, okay. they, I mean, that's just what you get when you have like ten relatively small products and are pouring tens of millions of dollars into each of them. You know. Uh, oh. It's okay. very cool. Um, it just, it's like, hey, their, their code is really clean. They have all the instructions necessary uh, to, to use it. Um, it's really easy for node operators to get started. Uh, you know, they have all the infrastructure required um, to, to move very quickly. Um, otherwise, it's like, I don't know why you're po posting about that. It's not like... I mean, it is it is overkill. It is the result of having too much money and too many people working on too few things, to be mm -hmm. honest. Um, but I mean, it's great uh, for for the developer, for whoever's using the repo. It's it's fabulous. But like they were saying, like, you know, Kubernetes and Docker look, look like they were drawn with crayons by comparison. And those have mass adoption, you know, not mm -hmm. to say like using Kubernetes is notoriously nightmarish. Uh, you know, people quit their jobs when they're told to uh, implement Kubernetes. Um, but at the end of the day, like, you know, that would be impressive if there was mass adoption. Um, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, maybe you can read between the lines and, and be like, oh, maybe Chainlink is preparing for a mass adoption that, you know, their, their business developers see as inevitable, which mm -hmm. I think is pretty true. They've developed a really strong standard. Um, but it's like, you're in a startup sort of state. Uh, you are working on a very niche uh, market. Um, you have like two or three products, one of which has, has really significant adoption, another of which CCIP is, mm -hmm. is slowly gaining significant adoption. And, and you're one of the, you know, you have a ton of funding, you know, you're selling link tokens all the time, you know, yeah. for one way. Um, so basically, yeah. basically, Link is running that shit like the Navy, dude. Link is running that shit like the like Navy. The Na and these I think guys are really Link Marines if you're a Link holder because they're running that shit like the Navy. Very <laughs> yeah, efficient, for real. Very I think that's just the result of having um, a founder and a, a CEO who's an engineer and a developer. Because mm. this is what you want to see in the world. Do you guys at Byte Masons have gore leasers, action pipelines that run your tests, and Nick shell loader, environment variables, uh, benchmarking tooling, design diagrams, uh, 
We have um, we have some of that. Uh, you know, mm. you you can uh, you know for our for our API related stuff. You know, we've got we got the Docker images, we got uh, the make files, everything you need to to get going for the DeFi stuff. It's like you know, it's immutable. Like, how often are you deploying? Uh, you know, yeah. um, so you know we anybody with a freaking computer and a Solidity environment. Um, can get started with our shit really, really quickly. But that's more just for our convenience, yeah. um, not necessarily. So, for, for I mean, the, the point I'm making here is uh, Byte Masons is kind of like the chain link of uh, stable coins is, Dude, is what I'm getting at here. You might this. be exactly right. I mean, our code is notoriously clean. Like if you read any of our repos, uh, we're very careful. Every, every code base goes through several reviews uh, and, and generally an audit depending on uh, VAR. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, we we abide by best practice in that way. It's just, yeah, we don't have the time or the energy to, to do all of this stuff. Like they're doing like classic, like, you know, if you read a book about project management, uh, you read a book about perfect, ultimate shining standards, um, then that's what they're doing. And honestly, like mm -hmm. maybe kind of coming at it from a different perspective, if this is the repo you're looking at as a CTO at a bank and you see that this is the standard that crypto companies hold themselves to, mm -hmm. then that's really good. That's like that's like putting on a tuxedo uh, in okay. your GitHub repo. That's like, you know, uh, putting on, you know, a, a million dollar beautiful like four ply, you know, uh, Chinese silk suit. <laughs> Uh, you know, with, with famous Chinese suits, the highest quality of them all. Dude, China has good shit too. People forget that China has good shit. Uh, in addition ply. to their shitty shit. Um, yeah, it's made of toilet paper. It's four ply. Four ply. <laughs> all right. Four ply silk here, I want to ask you about these. That is like four layers. Uh, is woven into four layers. What Very is this? Let's do this again. Send zero ETH to this address. Like, comment, or retweet. Something is cooking. What is this? Um, Why would someone someone, want to someone wants to aggregate uh, addresses uh, or or events on their platform so they can like run through and do an airdrop oh, or something. Okay. Shit. So that makes sense. I found this site connected to it. That's what I was. Someone sent me this. DM me this link in the show. Um, yeah, um, that's uh, I, I believe like Ethereum ninety five. It's like a, a boilerplate for Ethereum web app development. Uh, that looks like Windows 95. I'm right. not very bullish. IMO. That's been around since 2020, and it's an absolute piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, I knew that. You're over this. Oh well, that's cool, actually. Okay, that's cool. I'm I'm all about it now. <laughs> yeah, you can change the background. I bet you didn't know that. Um, okay, this is this is cool. I'm I'm stupid. It's yeah. only hot. Don't yeah. Don't <laughs> actually <laughs> interact with this. To be honest, don't interact with this. Oh, no, too late for me. <laughs> too late for me this okay. is like dude i'm i'm so i'm the most sketched out man of all time like i don't touch anything unless i've like talked to the team seen them on camera give them given them a hug right worked with them for years like you know shit that i talk about uh that i like i'm like it it took it takes so much for me to even click on a link like i need to you send me like 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 the most generic .com address. I will need to have known you for months uh, before I click on that shit. Um, but yeah, oh. I'm 
schizo. I like um I like Philip's idea here, you know, kind of like Phantom was the spooky chain. Imagine a chain where all protocols would have UI that looks like spilled blood all over. <laughs> like hardcore, like a slaughterhouse. <laughs> There's um uh a a design paradigm that our, our lead front end engineer invented. Uh so you know, early on in the Reaper days, you know, we were we were epic punks. We didn't give yeah. a freaking hell. Okay. So we looked at design standards uh, and we were like, fuck you. We're going <laughs> to make this yeah. shit look like Windows or whatever. Um, so, you know, you, you talk about corporate design standards. There is like glassomorphism is, is a really big one. XYZ morphism. Um, so uh, we invented muscle morphism, which <laughs> yeah. is a DeFi app. And every single UI element is like a, a pulsing, bleeding, undulating mass of like muscle, muscle. tissue. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we also keep in mind, we own like malware.finance. We own pain.finance, ultimate domain names. Uh, mm -hmm. So we're, you know, that's like. Uh, that's down the line still, maybe. Dream project. Yeah, malware and finance. Malware.finance work in progress. Now, we, we use it for like whenever we need to throw up like uh, like a, a demo site or whatever. We just do it there just to scare people away. Like if you remember when Reaper Alpha was on pain.finance, it was like, let's make this scary so that people don't use it. So they know it's an experimental uh, site. Yeah. And then turns out uh, it was too scary. Uh, we talked to our <laughs> users and they were like, wow, we're really scared of this. And we're like, hmm, it's actually, you know, this is kind of audit ready stuff. So Yeah, it's a little too scary. People don't want to try it out. Yeah, well, yeah exactly. Bloody swap. These are good ideas, folks. We need to get I like, in. We I like vessel protocol. vessel protocol. Vessel protocol. Vessel protocol. It's pretty cool. like the inside of the human Phlebotomy body. protocol. Yeah, uh, like human centipede finance we're getting into body horror blood. finance For, what are the what are the what's the mad cow disease uh mad cow uh, disease molecule mad like cow disease? prixion or, or oh like, prion disease prions yes oh wait there is a prion finance dude <laughs> oh dude <laughs> no <laughs> way it's That's gonna awesome. kill you no cure well look i got another boring mm -hmm. thing i want to ask you about though bebis like what is this the accounting measurement. Austin tweeted this and he was so excited. Yeah. Remember Austin? I do remember Austin. Beautiful. I just brought him up. I do remember him. Is he coming on the show anymore? So. ask him. Go next door and ask him, Mikey. This is. This is something that I'm not an accountant, so I don't fully understand. But I will kind of give you a good like mental measure, like why you should get excited about these things. Um, there is a, we have some homies that run a pretty big hedge fund. Um, they dabble in crypto, super duper smart guys. They're old heads into crypto, you know, cool, interesting perspectives. And they told us one time we were in a call, they were telling us about this firm that got like managed huge amounts of funds and their returns sucked. Their returns like were not good, um, but they met like people loved them. They managed a ton of funds. It was awesome. Like business was booming over there. And why? Uh, the, the answer as to why was this fund was so boring. 
this fund was so off risk. This fund was so transparent, well audited, being like financial audits. This fund was like by the book, lame-o, nothing exciting going on, never gonna, never gonna outstrip, uh, you know, the S&P 500 or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they were so off risk that if you're an accountant or a money manager or a fund manager, or ran a family office, whatever the hell, there was zero chance, absolutely no way in the world that you could get fired for investing in this fund. So when people were targeting the risk-free rate or slightly above the risk-free rate, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, like really risk off baseline returns, Mm -hmm. they would, they would hop in with these guys and they knew even if shit hit the fan, even if, even if it went under, they weren't getting fired because nobody would have would have suspected that. Like you, you tell your boss, "Oh, dude, this this firm went under." They'd be like, "What? I'm sorry, dude. They'd apologize to you." Um, you know, you and you're a money manager. You invest in like you know DCG or multi-coin capital. You invest in uh, you know kind of a more DGEN fund. You know, they outperform. You're a hero. You make a ton of money in management fees. You're a god. Mm-hmm. But they fail, you're, you're asked, you better believe you're getting fired. If they fail bad enough, you better believe you are not going to be, uh, have a job again on yeah. Wall Street. Um, and it's the web calls that blowing up. Yeah, yeah. Even, the, dude, even like for some of these firms, like even just like having uh, a year of loss in, in a decent year for the market is like, oh, you're getting fired by mm-hmm. you are, you know, an idiot. Um, but that couldn't happen with this firm. And so I look at developments like this and I always think of that being, this is adding to the pile of reasons that you wouldn't fire someone for putting crypto on the balance sheet. You know, yeah. this, the BlackRock ETF, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now you'll still get fired at some firms for putting Bitcoin on the balance sheet if it goes down. You know, you could be a hero, you know, you could double your investment, but all people, they don't care how good your thesis is. They don't care how, you know, embattled the asset is, you know, how close you were to being, you know, a genius. They don't care. All they care about is the result. Um, and this is just like added to the pile of, of reasons you won't get fired uh, for adding crypto to your balance sheet. And, and I That's think That's one of those bullish things I've heard lately. Huge. It's not about... I'm sorry, Mr. Cop Plenty, but I'm going to say it again. It's not about how pumpy and sexy you are. <laughs> it's about how boring you are because financial advisors, the best ones, are boring as hell. They're not the wolf on Wall Street. They're like they're like your high school math teacher looking guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dude, they're, they're more boring, boring than that. They, they, have like a, they have like cologne has seeped into their the scent of their skin and they somehow produce it naturally with their endocrine. You know what they are? They so better good, call dude. Saul. They're Chuck. They're not Saul. Yeah. That's who you want managing your money. You want Chuck, not Saul. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know what you're talking about. Yeah. You know about? Oh, well. Is that, break, is that breaking bad? Yeah. That's a, a spin off show. Just simply die. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. Oh no. Um, yeah. It, it's just like, you know, people want the regulation. People want the clarity. And this is, it's just a pure positive, this pure positive vibes. And it's not going to move the needle in a significant way, but 
It's just, you know, adding it to the ETFs, adding it to deepened liquidity, adding it to the legitimacy, adding it to the institutional buy-in. This is just another kind of, uh, you know, straw on the camel's back. And the camel is, of course, what's holding us back. You know, and we need to the break camel, that camel. The camel, I kind of, kind of, yeah, kind of like run, run around metal metaphor there. But um, there's a freaking yeah. camel on the runway of success for crypto, and this is one more straw that's going to break its back. Yeah, this is like over. seeing seeing a kitten like form a smile. You know, it's something that's purely positive. Like, you know, sure, it's not. You know, it, it may not be feeling human emotions, but seeing the seeing the kitten form a smile is enough to think. You know what? Maybe things are going to be okay. And this is, the, this is the smiling kitten of crypto right now. So look, guys, we got some good – we had good news, bad news for you so far this show. Um, Mikey, I think you got to go, right? I, I'm, I'm going to let you go, man. I'll let you say goodbye uh, since you said you got to go. Cool. Goodbye, Bye, Mikey. Bye, Mikey. Bye, Love everybody. you, dude. Thank you for showing up, Mikey. I appreciate it. No, you're welcome, guys. Yeah, I gotta, I'm doing stuff, so I got to go. Yeah, Mikey's got very important business to take hey. care of. I wish you could stay here to listen to Beavis tell me to. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'm just kidding. It was funny. Maybe nah, I mean, you deserved it for not watching Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad. Yeah. yeah. So All get right. on that. Uh, I'll see you guys. I'll see you guys. I'll see you guys next week in a new, in a new location. So. Dude, nice. Goodbye, Mikey. Awesome. Excited to the new studio. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. We got Play. ketones. We got gerbils. It's Play all. It's all great rolling in his grave spinning in his grave i used to think that phrase was spitting but it's spinning which makes even less sense to me um, yeah all right so last thing i want to talk about beavis if you got the time if you got a little extra time for me of course, uh, of course. this was a pretty big pretty big deal and this is a little bit less good or bad i think this is kind of up in the air about how good or bad this is we're all gonna have different opinions on this um so Vitalik's new paper, which he co-authored on uh, privacy pools, as kind of like an alternative to Tornado Cash, from my understanding. Yeah. Some people will be like, this is a betrayal. Tornado Cash is fine. We should be defending Tornado Cash. Other people are saying, yeah, we should working. Uh, other people are saying we should be working to meet, you know, regulators and law enforcement more in the middle, you know? Yeah. And that seems kind of what privacy pools are about. Uh, quick summary, and maybe you can point out what I'm wrong about here. Uh, I really just read the abstract of the paper, <laughs> so I'm not going to be missing a lot of nuance. But basically, the idea is, is using ZK proofs, zero-knowledge proofs, mm -hmm. uh, to prove that a wallet sending a transaction into a privacy pool uh, has not interacted with like any tainted like addresses, any, mm -hmm. any suspicious addresses. So you don't need to provide any other information about what you're doing, how much money you've got, where it came from, anything like that. Just proving that I didn't get this from, say, this exploit. Yeah. Right. Um, and that's it. And then you go through and you wash it, kind of similar to, I think, Tornado Cash is uh, like money washing, <laughs> literal money laundering. Yeah. Um, cool. I mean, it sounds like uh, we've been collaborators with Chainalysis for a while. Mm -hmm. um, honestly, they're kind of the homies. They're super duper smart. They're so crazy good at blockchain forensics. It's like, you know, it's awesome. Right now, uh, they're they're doing uh, emergency response. They just joined our, our emergency response protocol um, uh, for Ethos, uh, and and they're amazing. And you know, of course, they're glowies. Uh, you know, let's okay. let's let's not split hairs. Uh, they're feds, whatever. 
You know, their mm -hmm. their whole purpose is to help enforce the law, help build cases against criminals, um, which I personally think is not bad. It's like, you know, they're like the bones of uh, the blockchain, uh, you know. Um, mm -hmm. So it sounds to me like they're just proposing a version of Tornado Cash that uses their on-chain uh, OFAP Oracle to um, like criminal sanctioned uh, malicious addresses just to make sure that you're not however many degrees away from, from one of those, uh, as possible. So, um, yeah, I mean, great. Uh, I think, you know, tornado cash was awesome. The problem was criminals used it mostly. Uh, so mm -hmm. I don't know how much usership it would get. Um, I mean, I think like privacy, preserving privacy on the blockchain is important simply because we don't want, you know, penis butt 69 uh, combing through all of our transactions um, just because it's weird. You know, it's like, yeah, it's like seeing a guy if if you accidentally leave your wallet at a cafe, for example, you leave, you immediately realize, oh, shit, you turn around and the guy at the next table is just looking through. Uh, you know, that's kind of the, the vibe of, of mm -hmm. on-chain pocket watchers, um, which, you know, someone like me, I'm chill. You know, I'll be like, bro, what are you doing? You know, just give me that, <laughs> you know, but um, a lot of people are not, uh, don't have the same feeling. So for people anxious about that sort of thing, this is great. Um, otherwise, it's like, I mean, pri privacy preservation is awesome. I just, I'm not the guy to talk to about it with, like, you know, mm -hmm. um, I, I think it's it's very positive that we're looking for new ways, new standardized methods of of pr preserving privacy. It's just in this case, like if someone is found to be laundering money or someone gets audited, um, like you're not protected. Uh, so people aren't going to be laundering money. And and if you are laundering money, it's like you know not very smart. Seeing as now, like you have one of the most powerful blockchain forensics firms in the world analyzing your transactions uh, mm -hmm. and, and can trace stuff back to you relatively easily. Like we've worked with Chainalysis. Like they, they, we have like reports from them and it's the most insane thing ever. It's like, bro, you know, blockchain isn't a good money laundering solution, period. Like call up HSBC or something. Um, mm -hmm. It's good, of course, if you, or North Korea or something, but in the event that like you, your wallet is traceable and you can be uh, litigated against or by the government or whatever, you're not safe. You're safer like in cash or doing something. Um, so mm -hmm. yeah, I, I guess that's kind of, I have no conclusion here. I'm not, okay. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not the target market. Uh, Dude, you stand this, bro. You stand this. You love this. You love that uh, you because you hate money launderers. <laughs> so you, <laughs> yeah. you I mean, hate criminals, and uh, but you love the idea of people, you know, being yeah. able to conduct transactions in privacy. Yeah, not uh, not a not a fan of crime. Big crime hater here. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, people get anxiety on the blockchain, and I think a solution to that is is good. So. Big anxiety hater, big crime hater. Uh, this is like a solution on both of those ends. But I'm not like, I'm not going out protesting, you know, blockchain anxiety on the streets. You know, I'm not protesting crime. I'm not like calling the cops every 10 minutes. 
Um, I'm just like, you know, casual hater. Uh, so I don't feel that strongly. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people might have issues like, like I was saying, just because they feel like, um, you know, the whole code is free speech kind of thing. Um, tornado cash devs being unfairly, uh, maligned and that this is kind of like Vitalik being like, well, fuck them. Uh, here's another alternative that is like, I guess, uh, submitting in some way to, to that authority. Right. I mean, I think, I think this is like a really, this is a powerful show of good faith. Um, and kind of validating the tornado cash thesis that, Hey, these tornado cash maxis are getting together mm -hmm. and trying their best to comply in a way that really strikes at the heart of the issue. Um, so it's not like, you know, tornado cash isn't about money laundering. It's not about crime. It's about privacy. That's all it's about, you know, and, um, like a, a paper like this from the biggest names in, in crypto is mm -hmm. I think really important because it's like, Hey, you know, this paper shows like in a perfect world, given what you've given, what you've told us, you know, this is how we can accomplish our goals in, in good faith and in a collaborative way. Like, you know, we're not trying to be evil. So I think it's a huge win for the tornado cash guys in the eyes of a court. Um, I think if, if the judge gets this in their hands, reads about it and understands the nuance of the situation and, and what Tornado Cash is really about, um, it, it may sway some opinions. And, and that's not to say like it's a silver bullet. Um, I think there's a lot of like good faith building that needs to happen um, because a judge like a 70 year old, you know, judge isn't going to like understand cypherpunk, you know. He's not going to understand, uh, you know, libertarianism. He's not going to understand the mindset. Mm -hmm. And if we can get him to understand the mindset being, hey, we just want the autonomy to, to do stuff without getting anxiety, you know, because we're all like, you know, have schizophrenia. Mm -hmm. uh, then I'll be like, oh, OK, this is like this is like medicine. This is like a cure. Uh, mm -hmm. So maybe that's like you know, my, my one second opinion, I'm sure there are, you know, people with way better opinions out there. Yeah. I mean, that seems pretty positive. That seems pretty positive, pretty hopeful. This, this will be the, the, the thing that convinces them and we can only hope so, but yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it for the news today. From what I saw, uh, we got, you know, privacy pools, exciting new tech. Vitalik just can't keep away from crypto, bro. Didn't he like retire or something at like 24 or some shit? Like, like, yeah, I mean, he's he's just like he loves it, you know. It's like if I retired, I would still be doing this, mm -hmm. uh, you know. So, yeah, it's it's hard to stay away. It's 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 the problems are too interesting. They're too challenging, mm -hmm. uh, and he's got a really great mind for it. So fantastic. Uh, he goes. Well, I guess we could go ahead and wrap up the show then. But I want to do one last thing before we go, and that is uh, just check in on my freaking. Corby, dude, look at my S4 Kingdom, dude. Yeah. Oh, 62, man. I'm getting up there, baby. Dude, what's the max level? Uh, I don't know. It's like RuneScape. You know, you can get like an insanely high level, like 999 or something. I think it's like your skills level. suck, bro. Dude, okay. Well, hold on. It takes like 24 hours to accomplish almost anything. So, oh, I've okay. just, I've, I gotta do the basic thing, dude. I gotta grind. I gotta get look. Let me show you something here, okay? 
I would try to fight. I try to get some. I'm just going to buy a better hero than you. Okay. <laughs> and I'm going to kill bags. you daily. All right, Mr. Moneybags. Well, I'll just <laughs> craft my hero to take out your hero directly. <laughs> Although there's no PvP yet. I'm kind of interested to see how the game develops going forward. But yeah, uh, yeah I try to fight, dude. And apparently because I'm a wizard, I can't do anything until I have scrolls. I don't even know where I got these. I guess I could fight now. Anyway, pretty cool game, dude. I'm having a lot of fun with it. Um, and because you have to queue these actions for so long, it prevents me from succumbing to my weaker impulses of uh, just gaming nonstop. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, I'm loving it. Uh, so check it out, guys. Our clan is like almost filled up, dude. So you're going to have to really demonstrate your value. <laughs> Dude, to get in now. That's beast. You need to raise the, the clan limit. Mr. Got Plenty. No. Mr. Got Plenty, you're <laughs> buying you're buying coins. You're buying cryptographic coins on the internet. Okay. Mr. Got Plenty asked me about Escort Kingdoms yesterday or, or Tuesday. So he's just he's just being a little little funny guy. <laughs> yes, I've seen he's all the my clan tonight guaranteed. I'm gonna see Mr. GP in the in the application list. But uh yeah, yeah man. Anything you want to any anything big popping off with uh, ethos or uh, governance this week? Anything you want to share? Anyone wants to? Um, all of our governance votes passed. We're now partnered up with Yearn on ethos for asset management. We're partnered up with Chainalysis uh, for um, blockchain forensics in the event of you know uh, an exploit, God forbid. Um, so. Yeah, and then we're we're teaming up with Ravello for some Ethos Reserve uh, snapshots. So big names, you know, oh, you yeah. got your chain analysis, number one blockchain forensics firm submitting a proposal on the Oath forum. This unassuming little coin. Um, so and and Yearn as well. We've been working with them. Um, so very dope. Check it out, Oath.eco. Check out the recent article. Uh, it's um, about our upcoming tokenomics changes changes to how we're managing our team uh, and our uh, DeFi operations. Um, if, you're, if you've already read it, we've got five chapters in the works at the moment. Um, so some absolute craziness, some awesomeness coming to a blockchain near you. Awesome. So <laughs> excited to hear it, dude. Very cool. Yeah, so I mean, the only thing I got to say, guys, is uh, thank you for tuning in as always. Um, we and also please check out Delphi Digital in the description link below our freaking sponsored link. Uh, but I have been finding the site a lot uh, very helpful. Dude, Delphi has some good, some like best articles in the business on there. Yeah. Do, do you have? Do you? Are you? Do you have access to Delphi? Yeah. Yeah, I got access to the, the premium. I'm a, any Delphi Digital uh, employees or associates, please turn your volume off right now. This is a mandate. Core <laughs> you need to share me. Uh, yeah, you need dude, to share I'll hook you with some reports, dude. You need to, you need to share the hookup. Uh, awesome. They are really good. They had a really good analysis of uh, MakerDAO, or comparing uh, different stable coins like Maker, uh, USTC, and uh, I think like like what was like Frax or something. I only really looked at the maker part, but they broke down like how the real world asset vaults worked and yeah. how they, the risks associated with it. it was fantastic. Like the, you, you I know, have, like, I have on multiple occasions, like begged for uh, like people to copy paste a Delphi digital article <laughs> for me. Uh, yeah, man. Well, guys hit up the fucking link below. You get 15% off, man. Definitely. I, I don't get paid to say this by the way. They're, yeah. they're freaking 
absolutely top tier firm in the industry. Yeah, they're great. I'm going to give them a quick round of applause. Good job, guys. And uh, also, one other thing I want to bring up. Uh, so I don't think we're going to have a cross the chains tomorrow. We're going through a little bit of reorganization here at BlockBytes, once again, content-wise. But uh, you can expect uh, more content coming from us. We're looking to do a little bit more pre-recorded stuff. So I'm going to try and keep these two live streams a week and then maybe one or two pre-records going forward. So keep your eyes open for that. But fortunately, we won't be online live tomorrow. So just a heads up, guys. But, uh, yeah, be sure to catch us here live next Tuesday. Uh, minus Charles, but it'll still be a great show, guys. <laughs> um, yeah, that's about all I got. Yeah, thanks, for dude. I lo love love my Thursdays uh, with you guys. So yeah, man, it's a fun show. I love doing it with you. <laughs> nice, peace. All right, Emmett, let's get out of here, man. <laughs>